Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Hey, welcome. Today is Monday, November 30th, 2020, and we are live broadcasting from a secure bunker in Southwest Florida. I'm not sure it's that secure, but yes, we are. <laughs> we hope everyone is doing as well as can be expected. Um, I'm real happy about the theme of today, which we'll get to in a second, because, you know, after all these months of quarantine, not quarantine, we are kind of going off the rails. Just a little bit. Yep. And and then we fight amongst ourselves. And we do. Um, so... Uh, Today's theme is really about all of us, right? Um, how did you how did you headline it? Wake up, wake up, and break the cycle. Wake up and break the cycle. Yes. And um, man, how important is that? You know, when we hear the intro about, are you concerned about your job? I don't know. Are there any more jobs? <laughs> um, but honestly, I never thought I would do this before. But I'm going to quote, believe it or not, Paul McCartney. Ah, no. Well, the movement you need is on your shoulders. And I think this is what we want to talk about today, because um, we get trapped in our own cycles, our own habits. And this is what we need to break. If we don't break them, nothing ever changes. And right now, we have two really bad cycles that we're juggling. One is hoax, COVID, mask. Or And the other is, of course, the election. Um, and between the two, it's kind of it's got us in a whirlwind. And, uh, you know, I don't know. We need to break out and we need to break out and be productive. And that's the challenge. Well, and it is the challenge, except what I will say is, is that, you know, we, you go through these waves and I'm sure that we're not alone in this. You go through these waves where you get really productive and then you dip down again and you go through these waves and you get productive. And now on top of everything, we are firmly in the middle of the holiday cycle yeah. as well. And so with that, with everything that's going on and we just went through Thanksgiving and some of our Thanksgivings were smaller and some people were very happy that it's almost like, smaller, like, are you breathing? Yeah. Then you're thankful. Right. You know? yeah. Well, absolutely. But then also, you know, some people felt very sad that they couldn't get together with everybody. And I'm and I have no doubt that there's a lot of people that were thankful that they couldn't get together <laughs> with everybody. You yeah. Know? I mean, there's always for one side, there's another side. It's very complicated. It is. Um, it just seems like everything we do now gets politicized. Well, and one of the things that I was thinking about, because I've heard some people talking like friends and then, you know, of course, you're on Facebook Foes. or Instagram or all that other hoopla, Twitter. And um, you'll see people saying, well, you know, the vaccine's just around the corner. Everything's going to go back to normal. Well, the one thing that we know for sure. Stuff's not going to go back to normal. I think that if anything is a given, stuff's not going to go back to normal. And a lot of things, we don't want to go back to how it was. Yeah. There are some pieces of this that some of us have liked better, right? However, we just want to make sure that as we're moving forward, we're moving forward in a positive. So in that, in that respect, 
certain cycles have been broken for us. Yeah, because I mean, even even if you don't do anything, even when things are, you know, relatively, quote unquote, normal stuff changes. So even if you're hanging out and not doing one thing different, everything around you is still changing. So you're going to change. You're going to change. You're going to get older. You're going to maybe get a little weaker or a little stronger if you started working out. But stuff will change even if you're not doing anything. Just from being home more. Just from life moving on more. Right. Yeah, you know, we come out of this on the other side, and life has moved way faster, and we we, we don't even know where it's going to be when well, we get there. Well, there are some things, and, you know, and I, I went back to 9-11, right? I remember working on 9-11, and I was in downtown Chicago. I was working over at Blue Cross Blue Shield, and the um, the news came on. You know, somebody was listening to the news and said, oh, my gosh, you know, the towers have been hit in New York and everybody kind of thought it was a fluke. And then next thing you know, an hour later, we're being evacuated and we're walking home and there's nothing in the sky. You know, we live right by O'Hare. I mean, there was an O'Hare flight pattern in Midway. You'd always see planes in the sky. There was not a plane in the sky. It was a beautiful day. I remember it was a beautiful crystal clear day. And we all were thinking, well, when everything gets back to normal, Mm because it was so crazy, but it never truly went back to normal. You know what? We don't have the, the, um, all the, oh, the amber alerts, right? There was like, you know, there was yeah. high alert, there was medium alert, there was low alert, there was the amber, amber alert or it's green. And then all of a sudden they started putting up barricades in front of different stores and different plazas, right? And now it's kind of become second nature, but those barricades weren't there before. But what never left us was the heightened security, mm-hmm. the, you know, being in New York City, the uh, checking of the backpacks on a regular basis. And even to this day, you have the uh, police and National Guards walking around, you know, fully loaded. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so certain things n- never went back to the way they were. No, and that's my point. Yeah. They and- don't go back to the way they were. Just flying is never went back to the way it used to be. You used to be able to go visit the pilot. You know, if you were a little kid, hello, we'll let you, you know, okay, Timmy. You Do you like movies see. about gladiators, Timmy? <laughs> <laughs> there's only, there's only a certain age range that's going to get that reference <laughs> that you just had. But yeah, that's exactly right. And, and that all went away. So certain things just never came back, but we did get used to it and we did move on. And but, it's going to be the same with this. And, but. you know, like now, even with work, people work from home. People have to reinvent. People have to figure out what the heck they're going to do for a living. Um, right. And it can be tough because what's happening is, is that all our normal fail safes that we used to go to where we used to just go and hang out and kind of do something to pump ourselves up. A lot of that is gone and we don't have all of that. So we have to look at different ways of doing things. And I know myself, I mean, There are times that I just don't feel like motivating. I'm just not feeling it. And that's okay, too, because that is part of a change cycle of not knowing what's coming next and not knowing what to do. Very difficult. Um, You know, I always go back to one of my guys, Big George, uh, when he... You have to say George Washington. George Washington in the Battle of Long Island, where I learned that it's okay to circle until a strategy develops if you don't have a strategy. Right. But you have to have in mind that you're going to develop a strategy. Yeah. Right. You have to think in those terms. But I, I think part of the problem now is 
and I don't know, I mean, everybody seems to be ambivalent and judgmental at the same time. I'm not sure people are ambivalent. I'm not feeling ambivalence right now. I'm feeling that people have dug in and are not listening. I don't feel ambivalence. I think I feel less ambivalence than I've had in a than I've felt in a long time. So because people are on one side or the other, right? I do feel like people are just have just stopped listening. Um, yeah. My thing is. When you take it down to a personal level, to yourself, you on you, right. if you feel there's nothing you can do to make something better, to make a change, to break a cycle, to me, that's being ambivalent. You're, you're just there, but not there. Well, because you're starting to feel powerless, you know, so you're starting to feel powerless. So that's a little bit. So that's when you're saying ambivalent, I feel of that is more like a powerlessness thing. You just feel like everything's out of your control. Like I can't control this. I can't get a handle on things. Um, I'm not sure what to do. And so I start to feel powerless because I feel like I don't have any control over it. And it comes back to, you know, everything else that you coach Eva preach, right? You got to do the work. You got to put the time in. Otherwise, nothing changes. And we have done shows in the past on important topics like anger and listening. And we keep coming back to those and fear, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But unless we're willing to look ourselves in the mirror and actually try to make a change and break the cycle, nothing changes. We have to be careful here because this could slide down even further over time. Yeah, it absolutely can. But on the other hand, you know, with stuff changing and things being different, if you start embracing a few little things, you can start moving in a different direction and start embracing the change that's coming. And you will start getting used to it, just like we got used to everything after 9-11. Like now when I see a barricade in front of a building, I don't think anything of it. But in the past, when those first started going up, it was really off-putting and scary. You know, I say that, I say the same thing with masks. Mm -hmm. I wear the mask on a regular basis that it's second nature to me. I don't even know it's on anymore. No, you don't know. I can tell. Yeah, because I've seen that. And, you know, a lot of people resent that. Um, So what's different now is it's almost like it's 50-50. People wear masks and people don't wear masks, right? right? So what do you do with that? Do you, do you respect both? Do you shy away from one side out of fear? That's where it gets tricky. No, it gets tricky, but you have to decide what you want to do, right? So I think that there is, you know, everyone kind of does their own thing because you can't make someone else do something. We found that to be true. Yeah. Sometimes um, we end up siding with the most aggressive. And I think when it comes to things like a pandemic, we have to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. We have to do what we believe and live by that. And I'm not sure we're doing that right now. What, you and I? Or just people in general? People in general, yeah. including you and I. Yeah. Right? It can't go on forever because it's creating walls. It is creating walls. But we can take the walls down, I think. Uh-huh. 
yeah. in some ways. In some ways we can. You know, in the past, right, a lot of who we are and what we believe in was buried under our makeup and clothes, right? I agree with that, yeah. And now it's out there from the people's stereotype just by wearing a mask, right? right. So you almost can't hide who you are with the mask. It's crazy. It is crazy, yeah. Uh, well, why don't we go ahead and take our first break? Um, okay, we can do that um, rather than break the cycle and keep going, but we'll take our first break. So stay with us, everyone. We're going to be talking cycles when we come back. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Hey, everyone. Charlie here. Did you know Eva and I have a really cool e-commerce shopping site? It's shopcharlieandeva.com. Check it out. You'll find custom designs that might just make a statement about you. And some great gift items, too. That's shopcharlieandeva.com. We're adding more designs every month, so be sure to keep checking back in. One last time, shopcharlieandeva.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Thanks for staying with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. And today we are talking about waking up and breaking the cycle. And we have to be careful because we get into our own cycles, Charles. We do. We do. Yeah. And we downward spiral. I always like to say it's easy to downward spiral. It's not easy to upward spiral. Just like everything else, it's easy to spend money, not that easy to earn it. That's right. right. Um, it's absolutely right. So, you know, when we're talking about cycles, it gets a little bit crazy because I'll be honest, you know, there's days when you wake up and you just think, I'm not sure I want to uh, move forward. You know, what's just, the difference? What's I mean, the difference? Yeah. yeah. What difference are we making? What are we doing? What am I doing out here? And um, and so it can be really difficult to break a cycle when. You know, you and I are gluten-free and, for the most part, sugar-free now when all you want to do sometimes is just, like... Have cupcakes. With pizza rolled around. And white bread. Right. Exactly. (laughs) You know? I mean, that's exactly what you want to do. So how do you stay the course? How do you break that cycle? And I used to always laugh when sometimes you would see somebody or I would be doing something and you'd think, today I need to... Do exactly the opposite of what I was going to do because what is work? What nothing is working. I I mean nothing's working. So do the opposite. I agree with that. That's invoking the George Costanza theory. Just be the opposite. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. There was that episode where he just decided that he was just going. Well, there was a couple episodes, right? He was either going to be the opposite, but then he also had one where he just told the truth about it. <laughs> right? He just told the truth, and that's when he got the girl, got the job. He did everything where he just said, "This is the truth." But when I'm talking about doing the opposite, so what is the point of doing the opposite? Well, there's there's something to be said for it because it shakes things up a little bit, right? So if you normally drink coffee, maybe have decaf or try tea, just doing something different. I started, this is the dumbest thing. Now this is going to sound dumb. When I do my walk in the morning, I started going the opposite way. That's big. Well, I, you know what? You laugh, (laughs) you know, you mock me mercilessly, but in some ways it was, it screwed up everything. I, I swear like the people, cause you know, everybody hears is in kind of a rut. Yeah. Everybody kind of walks at the same time. 
time, right? Like me going the opposite way, it was almost like, you know, almost a traffic jam. You know, it just goes to show you when you break a cycle, how it stands out because well, everybody's stuck in their paradigm. Right. And how it just shakes up everybody and yeah. how uncomfortable it is, right? Yeah. Like what? what no, I'm going a different way. Time? Yeah. You got to start explaining. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing. So, I mean, you think of that and you think, well, you know, that's just stupid. Like, who cares? Like, you go in the opposite way. What is that going to do? It shook everything up. It didn't feel comfortable. I was like one way I was typically I walk into the sunrise and now I was walking away from the sunrise. And then, you know, the dogs were on the other side. It was just like it was just a whole big thing. It shook everything up. And and in some ways, it's energizing because you're breaking out of that cycle because suddenly you're thinking a little bit differently because you're not in that same mode all the time. You know, thinking about that and applying it to my own bad self, um, you know, after, after work ended for me, I went into a multi-year period of just trying to figure stuff out. Right. And I couldn't break that cycle. I couldn't believe what was happening. And um, finally, it's almost like I did the opposite. I got up and said, you know what? Today I'm going to go go to work. <laughs> right. You know? And I started at the bottom of the bottom. And I've never felt better about that. You know? Um, instead of just sitting around, bad-mouthing anything and everything – I actually became a productive member of society again. And that just made me feel better. Well, because you needed to shake it up a little bit. Be what happens is in a time like this, actually, Martha Beck, who I trained with for coaching, has the change cycle that she calls the change cycle. And that first square is four squares. And that first square is called death and rebirth. And death is the death of an old way of being, thinking, doing. You cannot go back. You cannot go back. And so what do you do? You have to have some time to kind of think about that. Think about what's going on, why it's happening, what happened, and actually kind of mourn that. You know, we think like even if there's a happy thing, like you get married, you get a new job, even with that comes stress, and you need to get into that new way of thinking. Yeah. Um, you know, I think with me, I was able to cheat a little bit in that I have managed to do the opposite in the past when it came to drinking and smoking and eating. And so now I understand the benefits of breaking the cycle. So... Uh, I'm okay to embrace another change when one is needed. But had I never um, started doing that early on or a few years back, I, I don't think I would even believe in a cycle change. I would just sit around and say, yeah, that's bull. It's fake news. Yeah, it's fake news. And, and it's not fake news because it does happen and we do go in these cycles and things do change and they do unnerve us because there is a part of us that likes stuff to stay the same. You know, people will say, well, why are they still in that relationship? Because breaking that cycle is hard and uncomfortable. It's like the devil, you know, 
Yeah. Whereas the other thing is the devil you don't know. Who knows what's going to happen if I go on the other side? This I know how to deal with, even though it's crazy. I don't know how to deal with the other thing. And you know what? I'm thinking about that. I don't think people really even think that. To me, it's powerless versus ambivalence. It's what we talked about before. People just become powerless about change and their relationship just exists, you know? Um, and and really, you could invoke change and break the cycle and stay in the relationship, right? Just like we never encourage people to leave a job, we encourage them to break whatever cycle they're involved in to make their job better. Well, and when you talk about that, I always like to say when I coach people, it's about if you can get comfortable where you're at, that's not meaning that you should accept abuse. That's not meaning that you should accept any kind of bad behavior or, you know, any, any threats, you shouldn't be accepting that. That's one thing. But you also want to look at if, can I get comfortable in a situation in order to make that change? So I don't recreate that somewhere else because you'll recreate it somewhere else. And you know what? That I don't think is on anybody's radar. And that is the true value um, of a coach in that, you know, to think about where you'll recreate the same exact path you're in Mm -hmm. somewhere else, unless you break that cycle. You have to break the cycle. But the other thing that with coaching and when I first started, you know, when I first started making all these changes in my own life, there were no coaches then. There was, I had either therapy or I had a career counselor, which I actually had both. I had a therapist and a career counselor. And what those guys did was not anything that was like earth shattering What they did was they helped validate me and what I wanted to do, because what I wanted to do was different and nobody was doing it at the time. There wasn't very many people doing what I wanted to do in my career because I wanted to go out and consult on my own. Now, you had been a consultant for a long time, but where I was at, there wasn't very many of us that were just leaving work and going on our on our own and being contractors. And I had no idea how to do that. And it wasn't even like these guys knew how to do that that well either. It was just that they were encouraging me and helping me solidify what it was that I wanted to do and and dream and scheme about it, which is the next phase of the um, change cycle. I think that was an exception uh, on your end and that people were, were actually encouraging breaking a cycle into doing something different in the past. Well, they were absolutely encouraging, but that's why I went to them. Right. Because I needed somebody to say, A, you're not crazy. And B, yeah, you can do this. You know, know, let's help you do this. The cycle for me was um, grow within a company. And at the time, I didn't have any college. And the cycle was, well, you're going to have to go and get a degree at night if you want to get promoted. And I was like, get a degree? I didn't even go to high school. How am I going to get a degree? Mm -hmm. So I broke the cycle by default, leaving corporate and then doing consulting. So um, I don't know, maybe I got used to breaking cycles. Not that I'm making light of it or that any of them were easy and I made bad decisions, of course, but I was okay with change over the years. If something wasn't working, I would be okay to make a change. Well, you were also not okay with being bored. It's a little different too. Because some people get very comfortable in just that routine. 
And when you have that routine, and I like routine, I like ritual, and we'll talk about that as well, but you are almost, you get extremely uncomfortable if everything's the same all the time. Yeah, yeah. You like more chaos. Why is that? Just the way I am. Well, no, I mean, that's kind of what we talked about, because that's something that we were looking at, like talking about in the future going forward about the difference in our two types with you having ADD and me being highly sensitive. Yeah. And so with with that, you need constant action and constant stimulation. Otherwise, it's so uncomfortable for you. You can't stay still. And sometimes I have to break the cycle of chaos because it can be I can be going down the wrong path and then it'd be too hard to recover. Right. It you becomes know? really hard to yeah. recover. Yeah. So, I mean, breaking cycles to me is a secret weapon, right? If we know something is not working, we need to change it. If we're sitting around and we're critiquing everyone, not looking at what we're doing, that's a cycle that needs to be broken, you know? Right. Or getting angry all the time. And not looking at, you know, saying everybody else is angry and not looking at our own anger. Yeah, I mean, and here we are talking about it, but, you know, it impacts us as well. I mean, like I say, we I went, I don't know, three, four years of just not making progress and did not break that cycle, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I did, I realized, you know, it's sort of like when we used to solve problems in IT. Once we got the solution, so what an idiot. I'd see that. Yeah, but it was just like Dorothy with the click your heels three times. Soon you, it was three times. Like it could have just gotten done two and a half, right? And then I'm just about been there. But I was like, oh, well, all you had to do is click your heels three times. And I would be like, screw you. What do you mean three times? I would have been so angry if I were her when they said that. Dorothy gets a pass. No, Dorothy gets a pass, except that she was okay with them saying, you know, well, hold on. She gets all a, you had to do was click your heels three times. Okay, thanks. Like I was snapping my fingers. But what in her own way, she did it her way. She didn't need the heels. She went through the jungle herself. She went through the emerald forest. She killed the witch. She did all that on her own. <laughs> so take your little three clicks and have a nice day. Have a nice day. But anyway, going back to breaking the cycle, right? Because she actually got caught in the middle of a cyclone, get it? Oh. Yeah, so there was a little bit of change there. But, um, you know, going back to to now, like what's happening now and what we're doing now. So, you know, what do you do? Because we always think a change is having to be something big, when to me it's the small things that have the biggest impact. So instead of looking at like, Oh my God, I got to get a new job. I got to do this. I got to do that. Why don't you just start with how am I feeling right now? Like it's kind of what we did when we went gluten free. Like we've done that already. I don't know. It's been years and years and years, right? I mean, that we were gluten free because I needed to be it. And it was all of a sudden one day it was slowly moving in that direction just by first, you know, removing some items and then we finally cut over. You know, we finally just cut over and then we didn't go back. I mean, we've never gone back on that. Um, and maybe we'll continue this on the next segment. But it's the same thing with me with alcohol when and you helped coach me with this. Think about how I would f- how I'm going to feel later. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, that, that really, that little change, just changing that thought really, really helped. Not, well, I have to stop. I, I can't do this. I can't do that. Just when I think about how I don't want to feel later, that little change helped guide me. You know, so I, I definitely agree with um, the simple, small steps right. of change. Right. All right. So let's go ahead and take our next break. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. We're talking about waking up and breaking the cycle. We'll be right back. This is Charlie Labasco. If you're working on a development project practicing agile methodologies, this message is for you, regardless of your role on the team. Agile is a faster, smarter, and more efficient way to develop and deliver continuous results. If this is not happening in your Agile environment, reach out right now. My Agile coaching and certification training programs empower you with Agile skills that encourage collaboration, increase productivity, and even improve overall team morale. Now that's making a difference. I say become Agile certified the right way, regardless of your role on the team, and then watch what happens. Reach out right now to charlie at charlieandiva.com and let's continue this conversation. Your future is counting on you. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we are talking about waking up and breaking the cycle. And how do you do that when you sometimes don't even feel like getting up out of bed? You invoke your one amendment. Your month amendment. <laughs> so, yeah, so we were talking about it because I know the one thing about coaching is that I have never liked anything where it's kind of like, just do this and everything will change for you. Like every single one of us is different. Every single one of us is struggling with different issues. And every single one of us needs to be finessed in a different way. So hold on. Yeah. On the flip side, yeah. as a PBC mm. person being coached, Got it. I look for that. Just right. flick the switch and this will happen. Right. I mean, we all want it. I, I do it myself. I, I, I can't tell you how many books I've started, different self-help books. It's like serial reading on self-help, right? <laughs> I mean, I've just done it over the years, always looking for that switch. And in some ways, after a while, there is kind of a switch. When you're looking in that direction, when you're looking in the in the direction of making a change, you know something's not working, you're trying to figure it out. Sometimes, all of a sudden, it is like a switch gets flipped. Um, all of a sudden, the pants fit. What does that mean? All, a little by little, changed my diet. Right. Not thinking I was making any progress. And then all of a sudden, one day, the pants fit. And that's the thing about making small changes. I mean, there's there's a whole study on that called Kaizen, you know, where you make a small change. Because what they found is, this was in Japan, I believe. What they found was, is that people knew what needed to be changed. And sometimes the change did not have to be big to have a big impact. So the first thing to do is when you're looking at, God, it just doesn't feel like anything is feeling right. Just take a minute and just observe what's not feeling right. And is there anything that you can shift just a little bit to feel better? For example, like sometimes we like to go have cupcakes, even though we've been sugar-free and we did keto for a while and we still go back to keto every now and then, every month or two. 
we yeah. can blow it out, right? We get some cupcakes. I like that. Um, I yeah. like that coaching strategy of yours when we do that. <laughs> when we go and say, okay, let's go have cupcakes. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, full transparency, right? But I will tell you, I don't feel good after we do that. Yeah. I don't feel good. So you have to start looking at where am I not feeling good when I'm doing something? Like maybe those two glasses of wine after dinner feel good right then. But how do you feel the next day? How's your anxiety level? I can't really drink because it cranks up my anxiety. Yeah, or even some toxic postings that go on out there that sometimes you're addicted to. But I agree. I say to myself, I don't feel good after that. I feel wound and angry. Feel wound and angry, right? So think body, mind, spirit, and which one needs to be addressed first. So sometimes for me, initially, it was body. I needed to, we were working out. I mean, we were not eating incorrectly. But I also found that after doing a lot of research, a lot of study, that a ketogenic diet worked best for me. That was what, all of a sudden, it was like a switch went on in terms of the next thing you know, I'm down 30 pounds. And how did that happen? And like, it hasn't come back, which that's never been. I mean, the amount of money I have spent on trainers, weight loss programs, drugs, gym memberships, no drugs, thank <laughs> you, and everything else. And then here it was, a little bit of study. I'm wondering, like, why is everybody doing this? And I'm reading more and more and more, and I'm thinking, okay, so we'll try it. And the next thing you know, we're down weight, like a lot of substantial weight in just walking. I haven't even really been working out. So it's the same thing with some of these other things. I found, like you said, spending too much time on social media or listening to different radio shows, I was getting really wound and really angry. So now in the morning... I tend to, there's just one person that I trust and read. I read, she posts every day. I read her post. It gives me everything that I need to know of what happened the previous day. And if there's some stuff I want to supplement, I'm not going to say that I'm not, you know, diving in still, but nowhere near like I was. And I found I was getting much happier. So it's like little shifts like that. Yeah. And what I, what I think to understand, to go deeper on that, The shift was, in my opinion, to do the research to find some sort of uh, diet that works for you, not just say, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. No, no. What I was doing, I was doing something different. I wanted to understand, well, how is this different than Atkins and why? And because then they would say, Well, if you lower or like intermittent fasting, because we were doing that too, like, well, why is intermittent fasting okay for your metabolism, but lowering your calories isn't okay for your metabolism? Yeah. So why is that? So I kept saying like, well, why, 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 why is it that if I'm eating this kind of food, it doesn't seem like I'm gaining weight, but yet I have not a ton of sugar, a little bit of sugar, and all of a sudden I'm up five pounds. Like, why is that? So you may not see it as I see it. Mm -hmm. But for me, breaking the cycle was getting smarter. The more research you did, the more I was interested in it. But the only reason that that research at that time worked is because this became a thing that people were doing. Like it was out there to find now. 
You know, I mean, and that's one of the things. So the good thing about the Internet is this kind of thing. The bad thing about the Internet is that there's a lot of crap out there, too. You know, there's good information, there's bad information. So that's why you have to look around a lot and then experiment with stuff yourself and see. Uh, you know, but honestly, at our age, mm-hmm. we could be doing nothing and justifying it, right? The fact that um, we're out and about and even reading and doing research that you do is just incredible. And that in itself breaks the cycle, you know, of of ambivalence, say. Yeah, but there was also a reason behind it. You know, I knew that if I didn't do something, my weight was just going to keep going up and I couldn't do the workouts like I used to do. I mean, the workouts, you know, but I think time I used to do crazy workouts and my weight was a little bit lower, but it was not anywhere where it should be. Yeah. And I think that's what we learned, that diet has more weight in the equation than working out. Right. But we knew that before, too. But you always heard portion control. Yeah. Right. So it was portion control, portion control. And that wasn't working. I was so hungry all the time. The more I worked out, the more I wanted to eat. And And then they say portion control. And it's like you want to eat your arm. before. No, no. Like with me, I ended up being very comfortable having 55 equal portions. (laughs) Yeah, you did. You know, you are you are a small person in but you could be big. Like you, you know, if, if you didn't have the metabolism that you have, you would have been big. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, so that was one thing. So that was one change that we made, but then, you know, and the other thing it's, it's really mind is a big one, you know, because I started to realize I'm angry all the time and I got to cut it out, you know? So you agree with me then? What, that I'm angry all the time? <laughs> okay. We don't have enough time to go into this now. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I was realizing that, you know, I'm angry all the time, and I got to figure out what's making me angry. And then I would, I would find out what was making me angry. And it wasn't always social media. I mean, there was other stuff, right? And so I'm like, okay, this has got to, I got to cut back, or I'm getting depressed, or I'm feeling ambivalent. What can... What can help me move forward? A lot of times, diet makes such a difference, even in terms of mindset. And I think that people don't realize that. And what I'm seeing and hearing is a lot of people are saying, well, it's, you know, wine time now, or, you know, it's wine o'clock somewhere, or, and not really understanding how that can really affect mindset and your ability to cope, and your ability to move forward. Well, um, so being there in the past, I can say that even if I agreed with you on that, mm-hmm. um, I was not able to even consider stopping, right? Right. So the the challenge needs to be to convince myself to make an attempt. Well, you know, it's kind of one of my favorite jokes that I like to use as an example. You have to start looking at your own way of thinking about things because what was happening is is a lot of people I know and I would include you in that is you get angry when you drink a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a, it really is anger anger and it's like everybody's a jerk. This person's a jerk, that person's a jerk, this one's not doing this right, that one's not doing this right. And The joke is, you know, if you run into a jerk in the morning, you ran into a jerk. But if you run into a jerk in the morning, in the afternoon and in the evening, you're the jerk. 
Right. And <laughs> you have to start looking at, well, maybe I'm the jerk. So one of my greatest accomplishments in life was getting that and understanding that and breaking my cycle of that behavior. Because I would say when you would say that, I would say, what is she talking about? I mean, she's just two jerks. She's just I met two <laughs> jerks. So, you know, that's easy to meet two jerks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but if every day you're meeting two jerks, that's actually three jerks. But um, yeah, so it means that somewhere along the line, you're maybe not looking at people correctly. Right. Right. And you've got an issue and you've got an anger issue. And so at the end of the day, again, we always get back to body, mind, spirit. What are you feeding your body? What are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding your spirit and it doesn't have to be especially in this time when we're all feeling vulnerable i mean it's you do feel vulnerable you know you're afraid to go out you go to the grocery store am i exposing myself you know some people are taking it really seriously other people aren't taking it seriously at all where's the happy medium how do we how do we fit into all of this you know you start to feel vulnerable you have to you have to give yourself that extreme self-care and look at what you're giving your body, your mind, and your spirit when you're just you on you. Yeah, you have to be your harshest critic, but also... Um, I don't think you have to be your harshest critic. I think you have to be kinder to yourself. I think you have to look at yourself a little bit kinder and feed yourself a little bit better. Well, maybe I say that because uh, from experience... I would look for an excuse, you know, and if I was being nice to myself, I would feel like I don't have to change, you know, and right. when I'm my harshest critic, you know, when I, uh, I always say, you know, get naked, look and stand in front of a mirror and look that image in the eye and, and let that image see what you're saying and see if you believe it, you know, um, to me that, that worked better, you know, um, it was difficult for me, maybe because I was always so angry, to be nice to myself. Right. Well, because if you're nice to yourself, if you're kind to yourself, you're not going to turn around and be angry with everybody else. I mean, you're just not. Right. Because if you're happy with yourself and if you're happy with the way things are going, you can't then turn around and just be ticked off at everybody and the whole planet. And that's right? common sense. Right? right. Just like we say, you can't expect a bad guy. To do good things. To do good things, yeah. I mean, you, you'll have your one-off of a good thing here and there, but overall... Yeah, like if you're choking, it might slap you in the back. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. But then take credit for it. But then take credit for it. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's <laughs> go ahead and take our final break. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. 
Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information, go to charlieandeva.com. That's charlieandeva.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on Talk Zone. Okay, guys, um, a final segment. You know, we we talked a lot about uh, breaking cycles today, and I I love the way you break it down, E, uh, mind, body, spirit, and different situations would call for different areas of that uh, remedy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. To me, I always come back to the same thing, and that is that you have to care, you know? And I love the commercial, right? And I love care certification. You have to freaking care, right? And you can't care at the expense of others. And I think that is a big part of the problem today. Everybody's either following a bully or trying to bully their agenda. Mm -hmm. And that just doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. And so I just want to take a step back and talk a little bit more about how to actually go about breaking the cycles, right? Because, you know, we've got people telling us what to do left and right. And what the best person to tell you what to do sometimes is yourself. Now, there are times that we're caught so deep in a cycle that we do need some help to get out of it. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or But yourself needs to tell you that too and embrace that. It does. And the, and the best place to start is to start just being okay with yourself and understanding that this is a crazy time right now. There is a lot of stuff going on. Families are fighting amongst themselves. You become disappointed in the human race. Yeah. I mean, you do become disappointed in the human race and you don't want to because the human race is good and we're part of it. And we're a part of it. Right. And so just breaking that a little bit, understanding that just taking some of these small steps, changing little things like when we went gluten-free, that didn't happen overnight. It wasn't like one day we were, you know, knocking back loaves of bread and then the next day we weren't eating We went cold turkey. Right. I mean, it took a while. It took the education. It took some time. It took some small changes like First, letting go of bread, then letting go. of And honestly, stuff. at the time, I wasn't even aware of the fact that we were taking small steps. I was just bored. Little did I know we were taking small steps in the right direction. Right. Absolutely. So because you can be taking small steps in the wrong direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can be taking small steps. Like, let's say maybe you've got some credit card debt and instead of pulling it back, you go on flex pay. Right. And, you know, every day you're buying a little something and you're like, well, it's just a little this. It's COVID. It's this. It's a pandemic. I'm not I'm going to treat myself a little bit. And you're getting further and further into debt by taking these little steps. And uh, instead of saying, oh, you know what, let me look in the closet and see if I've still got some of this. And, you know, I I will say firsthand that um, I agree with that and I am guilty of that as well. So. Um, I, you know, I need to break that cycle, take small steps too, right? Mm -hmm. I need to practice what we preach here, Mm -hmm. which also helps us. Another thing that I don't think people talk about enough, but I've 
read a little bit on, because there's been a lot of time to read now, hmm. um, is ritual and how hooking up a ritual helps you move in a different direction. So for me, I have a couple of rituals and you kind of know this, like at night I set the coffee for the morning so that we don't have to make coffee in the morning. It's like we just hit a button and we've got coffee. I want to make sure that my workout clothes are laid out. So what I do is I do this Mel Robbins thing where she goes five, four, three, two, one, and she just does it. Don't give yourself time to think about it. So I will, when I wake up, put on my workout clothes. I don't give myself time to think Today about I'm it. Today I'm going to wear I go, Nike. I go five, four, three, two, one, and I throw it on. And I wear the same thing over and over again. We do laundry every night. You know, I don't have to think about it. It's a ritual that moves me in the right direction. You know, hold on. So what we were just talking about before with the gluten-free, how I never really understood that we were taking baby steps and then right. all of a sudden we, I realized we were so far along, then it was like a light switch. It was easy. So I can tell you the same thing about rituals. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that I was even following a ritual and I realized that I am, I'm up at four, I'm at planet fitness at five thirty, and I'm out on the road at six every morning Right. Um, and I reap the benefits of your coffee from the night before setup. Right. And um, and the laundry being done because I do that as a ritual. Too. Yeah. So but my ritual selfishly realizing that that is a ritual has really helped move me forward. Mm-hmm. You know, now that you bring that up, I never really thought of it. Yeah. And and you don't really realize it's called, there's also a name for it. It's called coupling. So you couple one small thing that you do with something else. So I couple like putting on some workout gear to then make me go walk because I've already got my gear on. So I couple that. That to me is together. If for some reason I forget to do that or I didn't do the laundry for one reason or another and I don't have it, it kind of messes me up. I have to just Five, four, three, two, one, put it on, not think about it. And then all I have to do is five, four, three, two, one to get out the door because I'm already dressed to do it. Yeah, I think I think that might be the takeaway of the show today is identify or develop a ritual, a ritual. that can move you forward. Right. Not just get through the day, but move right. you forward. Another thing that I did was... I started a bullet journal and there's a lot out there in bullet journaling. If you haven't read about bullet journaling, um, I would definitely recommend Ryder Carroll's book. He's the, he's the um, creator of the bullet journal, someone that had ADD and could not keep it together and figured out this way to use a notebook to keep everything together. It must be a real complicated bullet journal. Well, the book is complicated. The book is complicated. I simplified it quite a bit, actually. Um, and there are simpler. And his method, actually, when you come down to the basics of it, is very simple. But what I had had before was I had one notebook for blog ideas. I had one hmm. notebook for this kind of idea. I had one notebook for anything I was talking about coaching. You were niche journaling. And, and then I couldn't find where I had it. And he puts everything in one notebook. And I started using that method as well as putting my to-do list in there and also keeping it as a diary, but making it very short, very minimal. And I can keep everything in one notebook and it's like 
it's like a miracle. Like I have it all organized. It's all right there. It doesn't take me long. And I have everything together. And that's kind of a ritual, too, is like weekly pulling together my spread for the following week. That literally takes me 10 minutes to put together. And that's not just a to-do list. It's partly to-do list, but it's also got appointments in there. It's got stuff that I want to get done. And I also have in there like blog ideas or stuff that I might want to talk about on the radio show. I mean, there's a lot of different ideas. So the thing is... But it's all in one spot. In order to even accomplish that or attempt that mm-hmm. and maintain that mm-hmm. you have to care you have to care about moving forward or you know the progress that needs to be made on a regular basis and so you have to look at your own where you're at in your own mind right like how are you feeling and what's going on in your life because sometimes you know people get to the point where you know it's really hard for them to even you know kind of get out of bed and if you're at that point then maybe one small ritual that you do for yourself you know you make the coffee the night before so you have it or like Marilyn in her post after her husband died said she made herself in the morning get up and write down I forget if it was three or five things she was grateful for and it would be very hard some days but she every day would make herself do that just wow. that little ritual because she was having a hard time just getting out of bed because she was in in a why bother mode why bother doing this like what's it matter you know, you know? that's incredible and for me I guess it all my forward progress started with a very small ritual of making the bed Right. It's right. A, and, and people think that's not a big deal, but it really is a big deal. If you haven't been doing that before, having that small ritual of making the bed tidies up the bedroom. Things just look a little. This is one thing that you can control. You may not be able to control what's going on outside, but you can control your environment on the inside. Yeah. And so just giving yourself some control around that. And that's my point around the changes don't have to be big to have a big impact eventually, but they should be small changes that are moving you in the right direction. Because we're adults. We should be able to uh, not, reason with ourselves. But it's not so much about being an adult because, yeah, you're an adult, but there's a lot of stuff going on right now. And, there's, and, and being an adult is hard and there's a lot of responsibility and a lot of things that you have to do. So that's why doing these kinds of small rituals is a kindness to yourself. Hmm. Wow. You know, it's a kindness to yourself. So be kind to yourself because you can't really be fully kind to other people if you're not being kind to yourself in some small way, at least, you know, wear clothes that are comfortable wear and not, not yuck clothes, you know, clothes that are comfortable, but that make you feel good in them, you know? So, Whatever ritual we develop or whatever means of making slow but steady progress should always theme around being kind to yourself. Right. And even when we did, and we still do, the ketogenic diet, right, when we stay on it, because we do that most of the time and some of the intermittent fasting, the foods that we eat are good. I mean, we prefer eating home now than we do many times going out to eat because we eat better at home and we eat food that we like. So it's not about, you know, in the past, you know, you'd have like a, you know, baked chicken breast with some plain broccoli, like, please, like. Oh, at home, you mean? Right. Yeah. You know, like I just put a Carolina Reaper right (laughs) in my eye, you know, I 
prefer that. I prefer the pain of that to this. And now, you know, what we're doing is we're eating really well. Even when we went gluten-free, we were eating really well. Yeah, we can be very creative with seasonings and sides and things. Yeah, we got really good at it. And it's not anything complicated. We didn't become gourmet cooks. It's just that... We go through the supermarket. It's like a blank canvas and we figure out what we're going to make. It's really cool. Right. So all of that. But think in terms of when you want to break a cycle, think in terms of ritual and think in terms of small steps now, because it is, you know, excuse me, we're in the holidays now. There's a lot of pressure you know, people have got their kids at home. There's a lot of stuff going on that's really hard. So just taking something small that you like and embrace will just put you in a um, in a better mindset. Yeah. In a better frame of mind. But we also have to stay grounded and understand that um, there is hope. There is hope. There is hope. All right. So I feel better. I do. Today, this was like therapy. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I feel better too, actually, because we were not, we were having a tough time we were ourselves. Not, right? Yeah, we were. Right. Um, so thank you for that, Charles. And thank you to our listeners for being here. And we hope you have a very healthy and happy holiday season. And we will be seeing you right before the new year. Yes, more to come. So stay in touch. You've been listening to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Diva. Special thanks to our producer, Randy Meyer, and the entire TalkZone family. All of our replays are available at TalkZone.com or download the free TalkZone app so you can listen to our show at any time. Your suggestions and comments are always welcome. Just email us at info at Thanks again for listening.